want to thank you for joining us this Sunday morning. You're listening to Sunday Morning Live. That is SML Inside the Pages. Presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church. Located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. Today is October 31st, 2021. And this is Pastor Carl Henderson. There is no better place to be than the Word of God. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m. Tuesday Bible study, 7 p.m. And on Thursdays, Acts of the Holy Ghost. We believe the Bible is the Word of God. Therefore, we are faithful, we are bold, we are the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. There is no plan B. If you're thinking about a plan B, ah, you got it wrong. There is no plan B. There is only plan A, and that is God's plan. Again, thank you for joining us this morning as we uh, present ourselves unto the Lord as we worship him and as we exhort his word. At this time, we'll have an opening scripture from uh, Brother uh, Don uh, that will be followed by prayer afterwards. Good morning, saints and friends. Welcome to the house of the Lord. Today's um, scripture reading will be Psalms 37, 1 through 9. Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass, and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good, so shalt thou dwell in the land, and, bear, and verily I say, Thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. And he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light, and thy judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord, and, and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his own way, because of man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. For evildoers shall be cut off, but those that wait on the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearers of the word. And remember, November 7th, to set your clocks back an hour. Have a blessed day, and be fruitful. At this time, we want to pray for our broadcast listeners, those that are, maybe you might not be feeling well in your body, those that are bedridden, bereaved families, finances, and relationships. All of this works together and goes hand in hand with happiness and some sorrow. 
But we want to pray this morning that the Lord will bless uh, you where you are. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord God, I pray and ask that you would bless each one that is under the sound of my voice here in the sanctuary. Lord God, and each one that is listening, Lord, um, wherever they are. Lord God, I pray and ask that you would bless them. Lord Jesus, that you would move by your power. Lord God, that you would touch them, Lord. Lord Jesus, that you would bless them, meet their needs. You know those that are sick. Lord Jesus, ask that you would bless them in the medicine that is being used to uh, combat the ailment. Lord God, let it be used for the nourishing of that body. Lord, and we know if you send your word, it will provide healing as it did in the days of old. Those that are shut in, that are bedridden, they cannot be in service. They would be in service. Lord God, they have exhorted their strength. They have, give, they have yielded themselves unto you. Lord God, and at this time, they are in bed. I ask that you would bless them. Lord God, that you would strengthen them, that you would raise them up, Lord God, off of that bed. Lord Jesus, touch them. Lord, we pray that your will is done in their lives, Lord. Lord, remember the bereaved family, Lord, those that have lost loved ones. Lord, you know the reasons. You understand the heartache. You know the pain, Lord God, just as we do. Lord, and ask that you would touch them in their bodies, touch their minds, Lord God, the emotions, Lord God. You know the comforting that is needed. You know the grief that goes on in our lives. Lord Jesus, ask that you would send the word of comfort, Lord God. Lord Jesus, that you would, uh, those that are present, let the word their mouths, Lord God. Lord, that they don't say something that is going to cause more grief. Lord, touch the family members, Lord God, that they work as one. Lord Jesus, and to bring about peace, O oh Lord. Lord Jesus, those that are dealing with finances, Lord God, I pray that you would bless those that are faithful, those that are obedient to your word. Lord Jesus, that you would move, Lord God, according to your grace. Lord Jesus, those that are not faithful, those, Lord God, that take opportunities, Lord God, take liberties, I pray that you would stir their minds up, Lord, that they would become faithful. Lord Jesus, and ask that you would bless them in their faithfulness. Lord Jesus, in your name, Savior. Lord, touch in various relationships, whether it's on the job. Lord Jesus, getting along. You said, bless are the peacemakers. For Lord God, bless those that are peaceful, those that show mercy. Those that are gracious to others, Lord, I ask that you would bless them in the name of Jesus. Lord, we'll continue to give your name praise and to give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Again, we just thank God for his kindness. Uh, as our psalmist is coming, I just want to uh, encourage you that as we come close, uh, we're coming to the end of 2021. I want to encourage you to get closer to God. If there was nothing else that I could say, if this was my last day on this side, uh, I would tell you, just as I'm telling you now, get close.
to God. I'm going to continue to stress that with the, with the breath that I have uh, because that relationship needs to be nurtured beyond what you give yourself with people, others in the church, out the church, those that are walking around not committed, those that say they're committed, uh, the liberties and privileges that they give themselves is not nurturing the relationship. And I want to warn you, I want to encourage you that you need to draw closer to God. You need to become so close to God that it is that you're unseparable. Let me say that again. You need to be unseparable. And so we're, we're going into the word of God, and um, uh, but we're also going to join in with this, this hymn and bless the Lord as we welcome the word of God. Yeah. 
to the words of the song and just thinking about it and you have to think about what you say unto the Lord. We you know we're here and we're presenting ourselves unto the Lord this morning. Mighty God. And it has not been an easy morning. Maybe your morning has not been easy either. But that's all right. That's all right. We're going on into the Word of God, and I'm going to ask you to help me a little bit with this here. You know, this is a simple song that you may have heard or may not, but it's very simple. Way back on. 
tell him can't nobody make that statement but you if that's how you really feel because see what we tell God he looks at our heart he looks at our heart does it pull on the heart strings does it impact impress influence make a difference Not to God, but to you. Because see, based upon what we tell him, he's going to look at our actions. There's a difference in saying, praise God, 
you know, there's a difference and I'm, I'm giving him, you know, I give the man upstairs praise, you know, and I made a, a rap song and it, and, it, and it sold a million and, and, and I give the man upstairs, you know, he's my, my, my road dog, he's my homie, you know, he's the, you know, you know, it's let everything to have breath, praise ye the Lord. So everyone has a right to give God praise and thanksgiving as they should. But then there are those that worship him in spirit and in truth. And that is a difference. There is a difference because those that worship him in spirit and truth live a lifestyle of spirit and of truth. I want to direct your attention to the book of Revelation, the seventh chapter. We're still in the sixth seal. We're, we're, we're still dealing with the sixth seal, but this will we'll go into the seventh seal. Uh, after this, but this is still a continuation of the sixth seal of what John had saw. So as you turn your device, you know, your paperback, whatever you're using this morning, I thought I, I have my Bible, my paper back with me, and I was going to to use it because the computer was just not uh, being a, um, a friendly player this morning uh, for 30 minutes. Everything just seemed that the, um, my notes and everything that I had, uh, but that's all right. None of it was showing up, but it's all right. You know, uh, it has to be in your heart. And I put it to you like this. If I was standing in Times Square, if I was standing uh, in uh, Griffin Park, if I was standing anywhere, I would still say the same thing that I'm saying this morning because it has to be in your heart. Uh, you don't always have to have an electronic device and you don't always have to have a manuscript in front of you to make a point. And so uh, I solicit your prayers this morning as we go into the word of God. And my hope is that you will pray and that you will seek God's face more earnestly than what you have done before. It's imperative that you seek God wholeheartedly. It's imperative that you hear what I'm saying with your inner ear. No reservation. If you have a reservation about anything that I'll be saying and that you cannot, then I'm, I'm going to tell you now that you're going to find yourself in trouble and I'm trying to keep you out of trouble. That's the whole purpose of Revelation. Of what God showed John is to warn us not to fall, fall into this trouble. And so the seventh chapter of Revelation, beginning at the ninth verse. Oh, Lord God. After this, I beheld, and lo, a great multitude, which no man could number, of all nations and kindreds, people and tongues stood before the throne and before the lamb clothed with ripe robes and song in their hands and cried with a loud voice saying salvation to our God which sitteth upon the throne and unto the lamb 
and all the angels stood round about the throne and about the elders and the four beasts and, and fell before the throne on their faces and worshiped God, saying, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be unto our God forever and ever. Amen. And one of the elders answered, saying unto me, What are these which are arrayed in white robes? Whence came they? And I said unto him, Sir, thou knowest. And he said unto me, These are they which came out of great tribulation, and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore are they before the throne of God and serve him day and night. When we enter into the church, we're entering before the throne of God. When we enter into the church, we are presenting ourselves unto the Lord. The Bible said in uh, that Job, uh, and as we read the book of Job, that the sons of God had come together to present themselves, and Satan also joined in and presented. And so when we come into the church, we are coming to present ourselves unto the Lord. It doesn't mean that you may not have a need. It doesn't mean that, uh, that um, situations are not uh, intense or anything like that. But note that when you come to the house of God, you're not coming for the person that you're sitting next to. You're not coming to, uh, to, to but your intention is to enter into the presence of God. It's a consecrated place, this service. This hour is consecrated unto the Lord. And God has respect for this time that has been carved out. Maybe your service starts at a different time. God has respect for the time and the place that has been carved out, that has been consecrated unto him for worship, for service, whatever God may call into the service. It has been carved out and so. Uh, therefore are they before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he sitteth on the throne and shall dwell among them. When you're not here, God is here. God shows up with the expectation that you will. Uh, you'll never come into the uh, service and God is not there on time. He'll be on time, just like you should be on time. We're on time for work. We make our way with no excuses about being there, whether we're feeling sick, whether we're feeling well. We're there. But God uh, is on time and waiting uh, on us when we're not well and when we are. But I encourage you, if you, when you sick, you sick. God knows that. He knows that very well. And where we're not, 
there is an expectation. God knows when we have a bad hair day. And some of us have more hair than others. So God knows. And I know, you know, when I had hair, I had bad, had bad hair days. Now my days are shorter. The Bible said they shall hunger no more, neither thirst anymore, neither shall the sun light on them or heat them. For the lamb which is in the midst of the throne shall feed them and shall lead them unto living fountains of water. Doesn't that sound refreshing? Living fountains of water. I have a bottle of hydrate alkaline water uh, here uh, next to me, but it's not the living water that God is speaking about. Uh, there's nothing that has been added to the water to make it anything. It is what God had established it to be uh, from the beginning. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. I want, to, for your sake, I want to take the a topic, ride or die, this morning. I ride and die. You know, I'm going to ride and die for Christ, with Christ. I'm on his team. I'm on his side. And my prayer is that you will uh, also ride and die with Christ as well. To ride or die is not something we say, but it is something that we do. Uh, you know, it's something we do. Let me stress that again. It is something you do. It's not a cool cliche. You know, I ride and die with, you know, and then when trouble come, you cannot be found. You know, I'm, I, that's my ride and die, but, but eventually there's a breakup. Then it wasn't a ride and die because when you, you deal with the good, the bad, and the ugly, you deal with what you understand and what you don't understand. You're not afraid when there's somebody on your team to approach them and say, look, this is, you know, I don't appreciate what you did, what you said, or I do appreciate what you did or what you said. There is a getting of understanding when they're your ride or die. And so uh, it's not something we say, but it is something we do. You know, I, I was sitting down writing. I'm like, man, I feel like preaching right now. <laughs> and I'm telling you, because it is exciting to think about the relationship that you are nurturing with God. So I, I'm going to be very candid. I'm certainly going to be myself when we talk about riding and dying. And Thursday night, I touched on it and talked about being hardcore, hardcore for God. Hardcore for Christ. You know, it don't mean that, you, that you've been running the streets and that you've been tough, but it comes a time where you just take a stand and you become solid in your stand. And no one can move you. You're not going to allow anyone to change your mind about how you feel when it comes to your God. And, and so... It is the same 
just being a different term to ride or to hide. When we all get to heaven, you know, I couldn't help but think about this song. This uh, song one, when we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing it will be. When we all see Jesus, we will sing and shout victory. Well, only if you are part of the ride and die will you get to heaven. Only if you're part of the ride and die will you see Jesus and be able to sing and shout victory. Now, John has been stranded on the Isles of Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. We would classify his present state as being destitute, abandoned, incarcerated, you know, and, and so uh, he was left to die a horrible death, deprived of food. Man, you're going to starve to death. No clothes, no, nothing to meet the weather conditions or anything else. From my understanding, no fresh water. Certainly the comforts or any comfort uh, that he had uh, would have had is now gone. But yet he had the presence of mind to pray and to seek God's face. Do you have the presence of mind to seek God's face when things are going wrong? Or do you grab a joint? You need to sedate yourself. Maybe you open some Chardonnay. Or maybe you grab some Rosa. Or, you know, you, you grab something because you need to sedate yourself because of what's going on. Forget about, Lord, I'll keep my, the Bible says that I'll keep you in perfect peace if your mind has stayed on me. I, I, I'm Bill candidate. Screw that. Because that's just what people tell God. Lord, the wheels fell off my skateboard. The bearings came out. Puts a standstill to everything. Forget about uh, God. Forget about church. Forget about praying. That, that's out the question. Forget about presenting yourself unto the Lord. Yeah, yes, I'm, I'm still regard. I don't care what you say, preacher. I'm going to be ready in the moment and in a twinkling of an eye, regardless of what you say. What if the moment in the twinkling of an eye came at the time the barbarians came out your skateboard? Well, I, I don't, I'm still going, I don't care what you have to say, and I certainly don't care what God has to say. How many times have we made that? But John is praying in a situation that none of us have ever been in. You might say, well, uh, what else is he going to do but pray? Uh, he could have went into a state of depression. He could have just laid down and said, Lord, take me now. He could have just sat down on a rock and, and spiraled out of control, lost his mind. How many have, you know, I, I, I can't think of the song right now, but, but he sings the song and, and says, I would have lost... I would have lost my, I wouldn't have made it. You know what I'm talking about. Help me out here. I wouldn't have made it. I never would have made it. I would have lost my mind. I heard folks walking around talking about how they would have, uh, Marvin Sapp, that folks walking around talking about how they would have lost their mind and they wouldn't have never made it because the alternator on the car went out. I wouldn't have never made it. I would have lost my mind. 
Well, nobody told you to hit that joint. There's some things that we cause and bring upon, and then we want to blow it out of, boom! We want to blow it out of proportion. Well, John is on the Isle of Patmos for the word of God. The testimony of Jesus Christ. And he is praying. He said, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. There was something within his spirit man that said it is the Lord's day. And so therefore, since it is the Lord's day, I need, there's something I need to do. I'm going to pray and seek God's face. John began to have a vision. He had an encounter with God. It is during some of our most stringent situations that we have encounters with God that we have a different fellowship begins to occur with him. I don't believe John thought for one moment that he was hallucinating, but he knew and understood that he was in the spirit on the Lord's day. What spirit? Sometimes we don't know what spirit we are. Mm -hmm. The scripture says, Thomas talking to the children and said, you don't know what spirit you are of. But when you're faithful to God and you're seeking God, when you're part of the ride and die for Christ, oh my God, you know what spirit you are because you are not going to the right, you're not going to the left, but you're staying on the straight and narrow. John's personal testimony was not that he was blessed and highly favored. It wasn't I'm saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. But he said, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled, of the word of life. I, I believe that's a testimony that, that we have. We may not have seen God face to face, the manifestation of the word becoming flesh, and dwelling among us, uh, we may not have seen that like John did. But what we have experienced, the receiving of the Holy Ghost, the, the power of God resting in our lives, has been enough. For the life was manifested, and we have seen it and bear witness and show unto you that eternal life, which was with the Father and was manifested unto us. That which you have seen and heard declare we unto you, that ye also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. That's who our fellowship is with. Our fellowship is with, the, with God. Our fellowship is with one another. Uh, those that are part of the ride and die posse. Those that are hardcore for Christ. That's who our fellowship is with. Uh, that we all, till we all come together in that day of rejoicing. John himself had an experience. He had ex was experiencing, had experienced great tribulation. And he walked with some that came through great tribulation. The impact of the relationship they had with God 
transcended the cares of this life. It didn't exclude them because uh, you need to work, you need to eat, uh, you need to buy you a, a, a pony or some skates or a bicycle. You need some transfer. You need those things. Uh, it didn't stop him. Those things did not get in the way of their relationship with God. John heard the, uh, the live version of this parable found in Matthews, the 13th chapter. The Bible said he spake many things unto them in parables. A parable being a earthly story with a heavenly meaning. Saying, behold, a sword, that sword being God, uh, went forth to sow, uh, to plant the seed, the word of God. It goes on to the 18th verse and said, hear ye therefore the parable of God. Uh, they had asked the question, why do you speak in parables and, and what does this parable mean? And so when we get to the 18th verse, here's the meaning. And understand it not. Then cometh the wicked one and catches away that which was sown in his heart. This is he which receiveth seed by the wayside. But he that receiveth the seed into stony places, the same is he that hear the word and anon with joy receive it. Uh, yea, uh, yet have he no root in himself, but doeth for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arise because of the word, uh, that's when tribulation truly come, because you have taken a stand for God. That's when the enemy comes and attacks uh, because you are living something that you have professed to live. And by and by he is offended. Uh, something happened. The attack caused you to become offended. I'm offended because I'm being attacked by the enemy. Well, when you was on the enemy team, he didn't have a need to attack you. But when you change sides, and so he is offended, he also that received his seed, this is the third one, among the thorns is he that heareth the word and the care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becometh unfruitful. But he that receiveth seed into good ground is he that heareth the word and understandeth, which also bear fruit and bringeth forth some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. You're going to fit in one of the four characters, categories. Your character is either going to be a lack of understanding uh, because of pride. Pride won't allow you to ask for an understanding. You know, in Bible class, it's a good time. Uh, whatever church you attend, and certainly here at Cornerstone, you should raise your hand and ask questions. Uh, don't assume anything. Don't feel like, well, if I ask this, it's something I should have already known. No, ask it anyway. Because the Bible says, in all thy getting, get an understanding. And so you're obligated, you should obligate yourself to get an understanding. I heard the preacher, you know, the second one, I heard the preacher, 
And yeah, they, they heard the word and it was good. All the word was good. We were just clapping and stumping our feet. Woo, woo, woo. Running up and down the aisle and, you know, and rolling all over the floor and speaking in tongues louder than anyone. But there was no root. Wasn't grounded in the word that was being said. Then there are those that heard the word. And they received it with gladness. Ooh, I heard the word and I received it with gladness. But then the cares of this life, the cares of this world, the hustle, the bustle, the daily grind of that and keeping up with the Joneses choked the word right out of them. It's caused the, uh, after a while you find it, I, I'm popping pills and, you know, and, uh, uh, stuck in between the uh, sheets and, and, and hitting the body and all kind of stuff because I'm trying to cope when the coping skill that God has given is obedience to his word. You'll never see the power of God if you don't obey his word. Bless you, Lord God. We put it on the preachers to be instant in season and out of season. Well, you the, you the preacher, you need to live right all the time. You need to live right all the time as well. Well, then there are those that are, uh, that the Bible said, uh, everyone wants to say that I'm a good, I'm good ground. If I ask the question this morning, what kind of ground you are? I, I can't imagine anyone saying, well, I, I'm that ground with a lack of understanding and I just don't get it. You know, and I'm going to walk. I, I, I'm not, I, I can't see anybody saying, you know, uh, no, I'm not going to let the cares of this life choke the word out of me. Or, you know, and, and I can't see anybody saying that I'm going to let the devil walk up and snatch it out of me. I'm good ground. But the Bible says there are four, described to us four different types of ground. You need to make your cultivate yourself this morning. That means you have to dig up. You have to, and nobody judges. This is this is that moment. No one judges you because you're turning the soil over. I never, and growing up in, in areas of the farm, of the farmland. Let me just be a little candid. The farmlands of Compton. Yep, Compton have farmlands, that's right. Down on Bennett Street and other areas. I'm not going to go too far in all that. Dominguez Hills and all that. But listen, I've never seen anybody look at someone tilting the ground, turning the dirt over, breaking up the hard ground to plant seed for a good crop, get criticized. Matter of fact, we would offer to, as, to, to help do that so that we could get paid. So no one is going to criticize an individual for tilting and turning the ground. That's what the altar is for. When we're on the altar, we're tilting and we're turning the ground. When we are seeking God, hope we're tilting and turning the ground so that good seed can be planted. Bless your Lord Jesus. So that we can be, so that, oh my God, so we can bring forth good fruit. The Bible said, do men gather grapes of thorn or figs of thistles? Even so, 
Every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewed down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits you shall know them. We can talk all we want. I can stand here and, and preach a dynamic message, but if I don't live, if I, if I don't bring forth good fruit, meaning the, what you live, in, uh, my God, then it's just a sounding brass and a tinkling cymbal. There will be a check at the end of this message. The fruit of the Spirit is love. The fruit of the Spirit is joy. The fruit of the Spirit is peace. The fruit of the Spirit is long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. And against such, there is no limitation. That's the fruit that God is looking for. He's looking for the, the love. He's looking for the joy, the peace, the long-suffering. He's looking for the gentleness, the goodness, the faith, the meekness, the temperance without limitations. How many know that God is looking for that ride or die? And so when we define that, uh, again, it is someone that loves you, someone that really appreciates you as a person, who you stand by when their problem and when their everything is good. Uh, the Bible tells us this is not something new. Well, over in Acts, the, the, the 20th chapter, it says what is written in the book of Psalms. Let, uh, let his habitation be desolate uh, and let no man dwell therein and his bishopric let another take. Wherefore, uh, whereof those men which have accompanied or accompanied with us all the time, those men that are with us, that have been the ride and die, uh, they've been with us all the time. They was with us when, they, uh, when Jesus rose up and came on the scene, uh, when he was confirmed and the Spirit of God descended like a dove and landed upon him, saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. When uh, persecution came, and he withdrew himself. Uh, we withdrew with him also. When they came to take him into custody. And he slipped out between the crowd. We was there. When they took him into custody. And, he, and, and the soldier lost an ear. They were there. And so look out among you. And see if there's one that is still remaining with us. Uh, from beginning from the baptism of John until the same day that he was taken up from us. They've been part of the ride or die possible. Must uh, one of them can be ordained. Well, I'm going to serve you notice today that if you're not part of that ride and die, uh, you're not going to be part of those that witness the resurrection. You're not going to be caught up without a made up mind. That for God, I ride and die. Someone that is a ride or die for Christ. Uh, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm saying this morning. Some of you know the lyrics to a popular song. 
uh, where an important question was asked. Listen, it says on a perfect day, I know I can count on you. Can God count on you this morning? When that's not possible, tell me, uh, can you weather the storm? Because I need somebody who can stand by me uh, through the good times and the bad times. Uh, always will be there. Uh, sunny days. Everybody love them. Uh, but tell me, baby, can you stand the rain? Storms will come. Uh, uh, this we know for sure. Uh, but can you stand the rain? Love unconditional. I'm asking just of you. And girl, to make it last, I'll do whatever needs to be done. Well, don't you know God feels the same? God's looking for someone that he can count on. Someone that when the going gets tough and when the going gets rough, he can depend on you. Somebody that as we live in righteousness and we suffer persecution, that God can depend on you to be there, to be a light uh, in a dark time, to be salt upon this earth. Can God depend on you? Or will you turn your back? Will you shut down when things are not going the way you think they should go? Will you depend on God and be part of the ride or die? Well, just like you ladies, just like you gentlemen, desire that in your relationship. I hope you don't refuse, I hope you don't uh, settle, uh, refuse to settle. Don't settle for just anything, but understand this, God desires the same in his relationship. When the enemy tells you uh, that you're eating the same bowl of rice, uh, you need to look back at the enemy and tell him he's just a liar because after he done dipped in the rice, he's gonna be gone. After he done spread his grave, he's gonna be gone. Listen here, but God will be there. God will stand because he's part of the rock. Listen, in a relationship where there's a ride and die, they don't bother with that mess. Matter of fact, they'll come home and they'll say, baby, let me tell you what your friend said. Let me tell you what this guy said. Let me tell you what she said. Oh, so that they can put it and stuff it down. You need to stuff some things down today. Uh, you're going to be part of the ride and die. You're going to have to shut some things down. John said, after this I beheld, and lo, a great multitude, which no man could number, of all the nations, of all the kindreds, of all the people, of all the tongues, red, yellow, black, and white, and brown, stood before the throne of God, stood before the Lamb, clothed with white robes and, and psalms in their hands. A psalm means, uh, represents victory. It represents peace. It represents eternal life. It represents the spirit uh, over the flesh. He had this testimony that I had a fought a good fight. Uh, I didn't give in when I felt like it, when my foot almost slipped, when I wanted to throw in the tie, when an enemy huffed and puffed. I did not give in. You can huff and puff. You can tell me you're going to blow the house down, but for God I live and for God I die. But I, I have, he said, I finished my course and I've kept the faith. That's the testimony you want. You want to be able to say that I finished my course and that I've kept the faith. 
And the Bible says, and he cried with a loud voice, saying, salvation to our God, which sitteth on the throne. That's what the multitude was saying. Not only did they have a ride or die commitment with God, but listen here. The Bible says in Hebrews, the 12th chapter, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame. So just like God manifested the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up in the glory. They had a testimony that they believed on God. They believed in his word. They held on when things got rough. Can't you hear God saying when the flesh said uh, that it's not worth it? God said, yes, it is. And being in agony, the Bible said he prayed more earnestly. He got serious. He buckled down. He didn't give in. When his sweat began to fall off him like great drops of blood, when it began to hit the ground and splatter, God held on. He didn't give up. He didn't walk away. When the flesh was saying, is it another way to get rid of sin? My God, he stayed there all oh, until he uh, went on up to Yosemite oh, and gave up the ghost. It was an intense moment, sincere conviction. It was a sobering moment. But looking at your face, thinking about the whole family, uh, that you, uh, that's what you have to do. You got to think about the entireness. What do I have to lose? I'm going to lose out on my soul salvation. I'm going to lose out in eternity. I'm going to lose out in being in the presence of God. I'm going to lose out on a crown. I'm going to lose out on a robe of righteousness. I'm going to lose out on a rock with a new name. I'm going to lose out on all the benefits that God has given. Mighty God, bless your Lord Jesus. And all the angels stood round about the throne and about the elders and the four beasts and fell before the throne on their faces and worshiped God. Listen, you know, when I, I was growing up, you know, the emphasis was placed upon and saying that, that be saved and, and that, that is it, be saved. Titles and all of that kind of stuff, you know, people chase after titles on the job, chase after titles in, in the church and all of that. Well, you know, in glory there, those titles, um, bishop so-and-so, you don't know, it's not, no, it's not going to be there. The Bible tells us, and I'm, I'm evangelist, I'm prophet, so no, it's not going to be there. What you need to be is saved. That's the work that we do here on earth. But what you need to be is saved. That's what you want the testimony to be. The Bible tells us that these elders, the elders, and the four beasts, they all fell down on their faces and worshiped God. Well, these 24 elders, 1 Chronicles 24, I'm not going to read all of this, but it provides insight to what God honors and those that are honorable. Are you honorable this morning? Can you say that God, you know, there comes a time where, where you should get tired as an individual saying, I'm sorry. If we went to the work every day and said, I'm sorry, because we're not functioning at what we're asked to do, we wouldn't be going every day because after a while it, it has its limitations. Well, don't you know that with God, 
we should get tired of. And so the 24 elders presented, uh, the, they represent the descendants of Aaron, Moses' brother, the pre, and, and priest, the lineage of the priesthood that were in the sanctuary, the officials of God among the descendants of both Eleazar and uh, Thamar, and the help of Zodak, the descendant of Eleazar, and Himelech, the descendants of Ithmar, David separated them into divisions for their ordering of ministers, 16 of Alzar and 8 of, of Ithmar. And the 19th verse says that this was their appointed order of ministry when they entered the temple of the Lord, according to the regulation prescribed for them by their ancestor Aaron as the Lord. The God of Israel had commanded them. So when we're reading the word of God, there is just not a vision of things happening and there's no explanation of that. Out of all the offices, out of all the offices, and I, I'm going to be, I'm going to stop. I'm not finished, but I'm going to stop. Out of all the offices, out of all the official offices, there we go. Bishop, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, deacons, the office of elder is the only one mentioned on the other side of 1 Thessalonians 4 and 16. 1 Thessalonians 4 16 says that, uh, that the trump of God is going to sound and the dead in Christ which are, uh, which are is going to rise up, then we which are alive. Well, on that side of Thessalonians 4 and 16, we see elders, the official office of elders. 1 Peter 5, 1 and 9, the elders which are among you, I exhort. Elders, those that are listening, I'm not talking just licensed elders at this time, but you elders that are listening um, through the airwaves, those that are sitting here, those that I'll be addressing at 1130 this morning. And a witness of the suffering of Christ and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. Listen, elders. Elders, the Bible said by faith, the elders obtain a good report. Now, this is just my personal view of elders is that there's something about the elders that impact. Something about the elders. I'm just going to say something about the elders that God love. I'm just going to take it personal. The elders which are among you, I exhort, who am also an elder. Peter, and I'm an elder. And a witness of the suffering of Christ, and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. Feed the flock of God, which is among you, taking the oversight, not by constraint, but willingly. Now listen, there's 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 several different things, there's several different points here. Just like there was four different areas in as he talked about the sowing of the seed, the one feed the flock of God, which is among you. Responsibility. Taking the oversight thereof. That's the second one. Not by constraint. You're not doing this, but you're willingly. He goes on to say, and uh, you're not restricted. You're not doing it because you have to, but willingly. 
not for filthy lucre, you're not doing it for gratuities, but of a ready mind, neither as lords over God's heritage. We are not slave masters. We're not uh, telling you, it's, besides telling you what's right to do and what you should do, not your master. No, God is your master. That's only if you serve him. It's only if you serve him, mighty God. But being examples to the flock, be an example of whatever you preach, whatever you're teaching, you need to be example, elders. And when the chief shepherd shall appear, that's what I'm looking for, whether I'm on this side or that side, when the chief shepherd shall appear, ye shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. Elders, be a ride or die. Folks will look at you. Folks will talk about you. Folks will backstab you. Folks will, you know, the Bible tells us to put on a breastplate of righteousness, but uh, I think you need to put something on your back sometime because, listen, as a ride or die, there's a crown of glory waiting for you. I'm not going to read through the rest of the verses, but I want you to know this, that the only way you're going to be vouched for is if you are part of the ride or die. The only way you will get a right road to be covered so that you're not naked before him is to be that ride or die. The only way to overcome trial and tribulations is to be that ride or die. To make it into the kingdom, you got to be that ride or die relationship. Mighty God, let's stand. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Bless your name, Jesus. If you have not had your sins remitted in the name of Jesus, because remission of sin is in his name then you're still walking around and you, you won't. You, your sins have not been dealt with. If you have sinned and have not confessed those sins, you've not been to the altar, you've not made a remission of those things, a denouncing of those things, but you're walking around in your own pride. I don't have to do that. No, I'm, you know, I was right in what I did. I, I'm, I'm my own person. You're not going to make it that way. Uh -uh. You won't make it that way. You need your sins remitted. You need baptism. And you don't need to be baptized in 2021. The devil is a liar. Either they don't understand and know what the Bible says, or they rejected it. The Bible said that remission of sin should be preached in his name. And everyone that was on the other side of, of the cross was baptized in his name for remission of sin. Father, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy this morning. We thank you for your word that was exhorted now and that will be exhorted later. I pray and ask that you would touch the hearts and minds of those that have heard your word. I pray against rebelliousness. I pray against stubbornness. Lord God, I pray against those spirits that would work against your people. 
this assembly. Lord God, I pray and ask that you would bless your people, Lord, Lord, with humility, Lord God, so that you receive your grace and mercy. Lord Jesus, I pray and ask, Lord God, these blessings in the name of Jesus. Lord God, for the saving of your soul. Lord God, I pray and ask that you would continue to lead us in your path of righteousness. Lord God, for your name's sake. Lord God, as we continue to lift you up, as we go forth witnessing, and Lord God, reaching out to souls that you would bless. Lord God, in Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you have not been baptized in Jesus' name for remission of sin, go to a church, choose the power near you for the saving of your soul. Be that ride or die in Jesus' name. Amen. This is Pastor Carl Henderson, the Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. I look forward to seeing you in service. Until then, be blessed, be faithful unto God, and you will be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. Remember the songs presented by Psalmstress and artists and the producers of the respective property of them. God bless you. You have offerings. Put those hands up. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask that you bless this. This, those that have given. Lord God, offering be used for the front of your cause. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you, Lord God, for the support. In Jesus' name, amen. Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of the Holy Ghost rest, rule, and abide henceforth now and forevermore. In Jesus' name, amen. From the healing of your body to the raising of the dead.